Reddit did to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, May 17th. The Vols are national champions again in our heads. Again. <laughs> Doing the 98 rewatch, we watched the national championship. Hope you uh, watched along because it took it took me back to a time that I don't remember. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what a time it was. Though. It's it's better than what's been happening pretty much most of the last 10 years. So. But all the good things are like things that happen when you don't remember, right? Remember? <laughs> we couldn't remember anything last night, you remember? So, I, we'll obviously get into the national championship game, but yes, it that's the, we, we talked about how we watched, we've always watched this game. This game we've seen a thousand times. Uh, we just finished our first watch through of the 98 se- entire season uh, from Syracuse all the way to the final national championship game in the Fiesta Bowl. First time ever doing that. Yeah. I can't imagine. I wonder how many people have done it before this um, since that season. Obviously, Larry Smith. Shout out to Larry Smith, who has uploaded all the games uh, to YouTube and made the 98 rewatch possible. Love Larry Smith. They, had, they also, in that game, um, and I know we're not going to get into it, but they mention how Florida State is missing one of their top defensive players, Larry Smith. Oh, nice. So, I don't know <laughs> if it's the same Larry Smith that uploaded all these videos, but, hey, we pre- – Tip your hat to both Larry Smiths. Yeah, we appreciate the national not playing in the national championship game gave us a better chance, uh, and then re-uploading re-upload, yeah. them all. So, yeah. shout out, big big guy there. We've got a great show for you guys. Uh, sports have returned, sort of. Europe has seen soccer return today. There was a uh, golf on NASCAR. On, NASCAR today as well. Yeah. yeah. So sports are unofficially our favorite term. Unofficially, officially back. Uh, obviously, can't wait until football's back. Plus. Fans, I know it's not likely, but are you? I'm still holding on to hope. I'm always until they tell me no, right? <laughs> like I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean, even and if it's only like a hundred fans, which obviously kneeling, if they did like socially, well, still I kind of don't understand it. But if they were like, oh yeah, everyone's got to sit a certain amount of feet apart, we can only have so many fans in the stands. Um, I will <laughs> fight anyone and everyone for a chance to be there. So. I'm yeah. thinking like we're gonna get like, like a couple games into the season. Um, hopefully not halfway like they waited with Urosh Plavsic, but I feel like halfway through the season they're like, dude, it's not the same. Just let them in. <laughs> we're just we're, run it's, it. It's worth it if people die. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh shoot, that got loud. Um, the I was watching. Someone posted a video of the run out of the tee from the. Uh, Appalachian State game in 2016. That night, well, so that night too, I was late because it was a Thursday night. Well, I got I got there as they were running out of the tee. Okay, I ran because I got dropped off at Henley Street or at the end of Henley Street Bridge and ran. I had to get a ticket from a friend's apartment and ran to the stadium and got there as the tee was opening, and it was awesome. And then you just ran right through it, right? Yeah, and then (laughs) I just joined in. Also, Chad Fields said he got to run through the tee, so I'm gonna need to hear that story. I, I have think, heard that he, story. You have? I don't yeah. think he's followed up on Twitter. Is he? Is he got to wait until like the statute of limitations run out on that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it'd probably be. He's gonna have to wait for that one. Self incrimination. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll wait. We'll wait, or maybe leave us an anonymous message. Uh, I'll tell you after the show exactly how it went down. <laughs> okay. I, I'll I'll do that. If you if you want to leave an anonymous message, we'll we'll post it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, we do. Have, like put it as not Chad Fields. Yeah, exactly. Like with the black, you know, the uh, like the shadowed face out. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. And he'll have the uh, the voice of you know where they. Uh, I think it was like 
the gang. They yeah. like, talk about like a gang documentary. Yeah, and they, they wear always... the bandanas. <laughs> Uh, we do have a great episode. We're talking recruiting. Tennessee's still, I guess not rolling yet, but another commit potentially coming tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll talk all about that. Matt McClung, is he coming to the Hill? I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We don't know. <laughs> QB situation, um, it's obviously still a talking point, especially this week with We can pictures. literally talk about this every, every single, yeah. I think we should. Every single show. I think we should. <laughs> Just bring <laughs> Just it up. wear it out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jared Garantano, a uh, picture of him going around. Has he put on weight? Has he put on muscle or fat? We'll talk about that. <laughs> I love that everyone's like examining it. Like they could really tell. Right. From personal experience, I can tell you it's a lot harder to put on muscle than it is fat. But <laughs> but it's funny that I love that people are, are trying to decide uh, by one picture. <clears throat> and maybe a video, I guess. Yeah. So uh, Then the 98 game. I'm ready to talk about this. It was. Did you watch the three-hour one or the hour-and-a-half one? I wanted to do the, the hour-and-a-half just to save time, but I was like, i got to have the full experience. I watched it. I, watched it. I even watched the commercials. How about that Ford yeah. Taurus ad? <laughs> I thought of you as soon as I thought. I was like, Caleb, we're definitely going to talk about the Ford Taurus. Oh, yeah. Ford Taurus is my first car. I love that car. I would still drive it if it hadn't quit on me. <laughs> I, I drove that thing into the ground. I didn't necessarily take good care of it, and it still lasted me a while. So, Shout-out to Ford Taurus. It was yeah. the... Uh, was it the number one government rated car? Is that the ad? Yeah, it was like a, <laughs> it was the ninety nine version, I guess. Yeah. Which I guess was that their first one. I think there were a few earlier ones. Okay, but like I think it was late nineties the first one. But it looked yeah, just like yours. And I don't know what what how old was yours? Two thousand, two thousand one, something like okay. that. Yeah. yeah, so it was right around. Um, and then the uh, the CBS, I guess, or not CBS, ABC was mm-hmm. premiering. Uh, I guess their online stat. Was that what it was? Like an online updated stat throughout the game? Oh, so that was ESPN.com. Oh, it was ESPN? It wasn't yeah. ABC? Okay. Yeah. So they were pre- previewing that. And then I I don't know if it was the first college game that the Yellow Line, but it was early. I mean, that was the first season the Yellow Line was there. Well, it was Keith Jackson's first season. He was like, I like it. Okay. So there you go. How about Keith Jackson getting the um, getting the Affleck trivia question game to himself? Yeah, what? <laughs> That blows my mind. That's in a national championship game. That's the best trivia question you could come yeah, up with. Thanks for that. We couldn't do another one. Like, okay, you make one. Right. Like, there was other times in the in this season where we had two yeah, like, trivia cl- questions. Wasn't it by accident though? Yeah, it probably okay. was. We could have done it again. Right, right. Uh, so we are going to talk about the '98 <laughs> national championship game and how Florida State almost had to kick off to us twice <laughs> to open up e- once to open up each half. That's incredible. They how don't. Do you, how do you put that guy in charge? Right. When he has no clue what's going on, that happened either this year in the NFL or in college football. I can't remember which one. And the I guess the ref didn't. The ref, the head official, I believe it was a Pac ten crew at the time. I believe it was them. He clarified for him. So, and how about Ricky Williams getting to do the coin toss? Yeah, wow. That doesn't happen anymore. You get you usually get a legend from either of the schools playing. Yeah, I know Mark Ingram was I, like a couple years yeah. out of Alabama. I kind of like. I kind of like having the Heisman winner do it. I yeah. guess he couldn't if he was on the national championship team, but right, or maybe he could. I don't know. Yeah, a little bias. See if he can <laughs> see if he can flip that coin just right. Yeah. Uh, we and then we've got some segments for you guys. That's our uh, most important of the week and our fail of the week. Before we get all the way into our show, though, Landon's going to tell you guys about how you can win a gift card today tonight. Yeah. So uh, we're giving away a twenty-five dollar gift certificate to Hound Dogs. Um, Hound Dog is also one of our sponsors, so go check them out. Go check out our other sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Bet Now, and Commercial Bank. 
Um, we'll give away that gift certificate at the end of the show, so stay tuned, um, and we will tell you exactly what you need to do to cash that in. If your name is called, um, to be in the drawing, go to volunteerroadshow.com, create a profile, and you can get all of our free content, and that'll put you in the drawing each week, or each week, each episode, um, for that $25 gift certificate gift certificate. Um, I'm going to tell you guys about Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, go check out the official bank of more important issues, Commercial Bank. Let's do it. Do Let's it. get into this. Miles Campbell. Is that where we're kicking this off? We've got some recruiting stuff. You want to go ahead and start and talk? Because he just tweeted, what, 15, 20 minutes ago? Yeah, so I guess we'll start with, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to, to comment in here. We'll try to get to those. Um, like, share, retweet, um, whatever else, whatever you're on. We're uh, looking on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So um, we'll try to get to all every single one of those questions. Yep. We have one. So David Newcomb, since we're talking about no uh, recruiting commits, things like that, he, he has a comment that says no commits this weekend. What the hell is going on? <laughs> uh, they thought they'd let have, they thought they'd let soccer and NASCAR and golf have their return on their mm-hmm. own. Yeah. Uh, so that was really nice of Jeremy Pruitt and his staff to, to let sports come back uh, and be the highlight. He didn't want to take it over with yet another hat trick. Yeah. I mean, they're taking so many like commitment applications right now like it's you can't take everybody right maybe so. that yeah there a lot of there's a uh, applications that are in review currently yeah uh so it's it's gonna be uh gonna be a process before the next hat trick arrives mm-hmm. yeah we have a little old lady scrolling through all those um in a basement somewhere at ut right now so. exactly um we but because she's uh, essential she is essential <laughs> um hope she's wearing her mask yep. uh yeah so we haven't had any commits this weekend but Tomorrow, it's looking like the Vols potentially could end up with another commit, and it just so happens as well that this is an area of need that we've been talking about. Yeah, tight end position. Uh, that's three-star tight end Miles Campbell out of Douglasville, Georgia. He's 6'4", 234, um, and ranked in the top 500. And uh, it's, you know, we, we were talking about last um, episode, I think, of the positions in need, and, and we need just like a a true tight end. We don't really have one. We have guys that are going to try out receiver, and if they don't you know, find a place there, they could probably end up at tight end. Um, but this guy, it looks like he's going to be a tight end from the jump. Right. Um, so it looks like it's, it's between us and Florida State right now. Um, I know Auburn's in there. They have his offers from Florida, Arkansas, Ole Miss, um, a bunch of SEC teams in there, um, Kentucky as well. So, yeah, just a solid – um, guy, we'll see kind of where his decision is at tomorrow. Tennessee is also in with four-star defensive tackle Tyrion Ingram Dawkins out of Gaffney, South Carolina. He was originally supposed to make a decision today. Um, moved it back, talked about it a little bit, but Tennessee is in his top six that he released um, earlier this week. I think it's between Florida State, Georgia, Penn State, South Carolina, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Um, so Tennessee likes their their chances there. He's the number one player in South Carolina, so maybe doing that 
Jalen Hyatt thing. We just go or, and Bryce yeah. Thompson. We just go get the best players out of South Carolina. You know, South Carolina's not going to do it. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, you talked about how we could see a position change with some of these wide receivers. Miles Campbell is pretty much the same size as D Beckwith. Um, so that six four. I think D Beck was six four two thirty range somewhere in there. Uh, I would. I haven't watched any uh, of Miles Campbell's highlights, judging that he's. A t- he's already a tight end. I'd imagine he probably doesn't have the uh, the same intangibles quite as D Beckwith, where he kind of measures out as a wide receiver um, with you know with his forty time, and then just he's a freak athlete too. So that certainly helps. Um, yeah, I saw where he played kind of quarterback. I don't I don't know what his um, he played quarterback in two thousand seventeen. Going to get um, athletes. Yes, yeah, so got, had some rushing yards, had some um, I think. 83 passing attempts. I don't know if he was the full-time quarterback. Right. Maybe somebody got hurt and he had mm-hmm. to play. Um, but had 533 re- uh, receiving yards last season, um, 68 receptions. That's pretty solid for a high school tight end. Yeah. That's a that's a lot of action for um, a position that usually gets left out at that level. For sure. It does help that he does have that size. Uh, and obviously, he's athletic. I mean, a lot of guys, 6'4", and you start pushing 230, 250 as a um, – as a high schooler, they might try to move you to offensive line, depending on what what they have at your uh, at your school. So it shows yeah. how he's he's athletic enough to obviously right and play and that position. You talk about two thirty when you get in a, a weight room. It's I don't know. I feel like it's different with every kid. Like, do you go in there kind of like bolt up, or do you kind of go in there, you know, lean and not really right have a ton of muscle, and they add that on. So yeah, it's. I mean, we we had tight ends about, or we had offensive linemen about this size when we were <laughs> yeah. about two or three years ago. So not even high school linemen at that point. We're yeah. talking about we're, yeah, we're talking about one SEC linemen. Yeah, uh, yeah starting. Linemen. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely definitely a change in uh, Jeremy Pruitt's uh, his mantra. We talked about that mantra, the fast, physical, big mantra. Getting more guys that fit that. Speed kills, baby. Yep. Um, did. Uh, did you see Jeremy Pruitt's – it was an interview, I believe, with Rivals. Um, and he was talking about Jonathan Abrams specifically and recruiting him at mm-hmm. one point. It was, I mean, if you if you haven't listened to it, I don't remember who it's with. You can look it up on YouTube. And it kind of gives you some in, insight into how Jeremy Pruitt recruits kids. Um, it's just – it's interesting. Obviously, it's not super in-depth or anything. But he talks about get, bringing him onto campus, uh, I believe, when he was at Georgia and, and talking about how he – what he kind of looks for in, in those guys and uh, where they're at in their development before he gets them onto campus. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's a, he's a Salmon guy. Do what? Jonathan Abrams. Oh, he's yeah, he was a Salmon, salmon. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was uh, at the Raiders camp, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he talks about that and how he recruited him before he uh, before Abrams committed to Mississippi State where he went to school at. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely just gives you some insight in, into what he's looking for and commits and uh, how he goes about that. So it's, it's definitely – Definitely interesting. I don't know how long the interview went. I just saw that little tidbit. And and Jonathan Abrams ended up going to Mississippi State, but I saw something today where they had a list of like Power Five teams that had a losing record that could win ten games next season, and Mississippi State was on there. I was like, Ooh. I just don't know. I don't know what that roster looks like, but I can't imagine changing styles that drastically and playing in the West and winning ten games. Yeah, that that's that's my thing. Like, I, I don't know the roster though. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't know what your schedule looks like, but you're having to play LSU, Alabama, Auburn. Yeah, I do um, know that. <laughs> those, yeah, those are all three going to be losses. And you and you expect because of coaching changes, Arkansas and Ole Miss to get better. Just like I mean, Mississippi State should technically be a little bit better. 
Yeah, I would but, think they would lose to to Ole Miss too. Right. But Ole Miss and Miss and Arkansas aren't going to change up their styles of play as drastically as Mississippi State is. Yeah, you're just not going to have the guys to necessarily do what you want to do in your first season. Yeah, I don't see them winning ten games. I don't see how that's possible. Uh, I mean, ten games that would be they'd go twelve and two, right? Or not? A, not they go ten and two. Yeah, regular season ten and two. They so, do have Kentucky on the schedule. That's their East opponent this year. That makes that a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, I don't see him beating Kentucky. I don't either. Or Missouri. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know about Missouri either. Didn't Missouri lose a lot on their defense? They lose Kelly Bryant. And they lost Kelly Bryant. I thought they. I thought they lost some defensive players this year. They might have. I can't remember. I think they did, they did lose a defensive tackle, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Well, we just got this question, I guess, uh, as this brought up. But uh, in your opinion, how many wins for the Vols this year? Before we touch on that, someone said, did Barnes turn down McClung? Uh, we're actually going to talk about that in just a second, so hang on for that one. Uh, we will talk about the wins because, like you said, you saw where Mississippi State was expected to have 10 wins. We just don't see that being possible. Wins for the Vols, I, I think it's over 8, but I think it's under 10. I think you're sitting there at – I think it's eight, somewhere between eight and probably eight and nine wins. And that's, in my opinion, probably going to end up a really good season. I think you've got to look at, you can't get blown out by, especially when we talk about hanging on to this recruiting class. You can't go and get blown out by Oklahoma, Alabama, Florida, Georgia. You cannot get blown out by those guys. Yeah, I would say eight is a safe bet. Mm -hmm. Um, But, dude, I want to beat Oklahoma so bad just because I don't think – they're that great. I feel like they have a good offense, but they're having to do a new quarterback with no spring practice. Who doesn't seem to be the most mentally tough kid in the world. Exactly. And um, with the way you pass rush, hopefully you can get him frustrated and flustered real quick. And with, with our defense, the way it came on at the end of the season, I think it only gets better. Right. I just don't. And the offense should be better this year. I don't know. Like I'll, I I want to not be a Tennessee fan and think about <laughs> it, like really think about it. But right. the more I think about it, I'm just like, dude, we, could, we should beat Oklahoma. If I don't it, know if should is the correct yeah, term, but like if, if it's in Neyland, I think it might be the correct term. Going to Norman changes it. Mm-hmm, yeah, certainly. That's true. Um it's early in the year and I do feel like Oklahoma's gonna be more um I guess more mature in that way. They they're gonna have guys that have played in big time games and, and they have experience winning. Whereas how much experience do our guys really have winning? So, I mean, at the end of the season, it certainly helps when you and I, you know, you beat Kentucky the way you beat Kentucky. That goal, you know, you had to make a stand there. That certainly helps. You talk about the comeback win over Indiana. I know Indiana's not a great team, great program, but you did have to come from behind late in the game. That adds an element to it. So I think you have guys that are learning how to win, but I can't confidently say our team and our program as a whole right now knows how to win. Yep. That, that, that's true. I just think with them losing Jalen Hurts, with them losing mm-hmm. Kenneth Bur- Murray um, at linebacker, that's that's two big time players to replace. I, I think I think the Oklahoma's in play for sure. I don't yeah. think it's out of the question. I mean, I, I would probably say that that's that would probably be our, our one that we sneak up on, like over I, Georgia. I'll, Alabama and Florida. I like that Oklahoma. So someone just asked about the Georgia game as well. That was, uh, um, I like Oklahoma being at the beginning of the year if I had to play them. Cause like you said, new quarterback, they're having to replace yeah. quite a bit. Um, I, I would rather play them. And then you flip, flip that. Look at Georgia. They asked this Georgia win. 
I don't know if it's a win, but I'd rather play Georgia in uh, November than in September, October. They're having to replace a lot, and they're putting they a lot of pressure on Jamie Newman to be the next freaking Joe Burrow. Right, and he's a three-star from Wake Forest. <laughs> yeah. He's not, and I know Ohio is not just a football hotbed, but Joe Burrow won Mr. Football in Ohio. And they're doing his stats against, like, uh, ranked opponents, and it is trash. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have faith in him being being the guy. And they uh, lose I mean, that, like, whole offensive line. Yeah, Georgia's, I mean, they're reloading, but it's, it's kind of look at our defense. They're still going to be young. Yeah. Still going to be young. It's going to be interesting. I do like that we're playing Georgia, though, at the beginning. I don't know. I cannot say it's a win right off the bat, but I do like it being in November. Yeah, that's true. So, And I do like Oklahoma being in September, assuming that they're played those times. But I think both those games, like, you would love for them to be at home, too. Yes. Yeah. We're going to Georgia, aren't we? Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah. If we're allowed. <laughs> if we're allowed. We'll, we'll go either way. Um, can't, can't, uh, can't arrest us all. Exactly. Can't yeah, miss. I mean, if, if all those people can sneak in and play, do a snowball fight in England Stadium, <laughs> exactly. they can't stop exactly 100,000 people from walking up in there. Right. Do you have uh, anything else for football recruiting before we kind of move on to more? Some That's kind of all I got. Recruiting? I mean, it, it is kind of weird that we're just not – like, we, we've been getting a commit, it seems like, almost every day, and it's just weird that we haven't – Right, I need answers. Why are we not getting a commit? <laughs> yeah. Why are we not getting commits right now? Just slow down a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we'll get some good news tomorrow. I agree. I can't wait. Look for, Oh, for, speaking of that, look out for uh, – we'll do a little short clip tomorrow night. That'll be on YouTube um, and Twitter and Facebook, so make sure you look out for that. Uh, we will have updates on what we expect to be commitments tomorrow. Yeah. Mac McClung, we got the question. Has Barnes turned down Mac McClung? I don't think the term turned down is – I don't think turned down is right. Um, kind of the, I think the thought process right now is you've got a full roster, but you do potentially have someone leaving for the draft this year. Yeah, I think that's – that's it, it, the conversation probably went, hey, we'd love to have you. Unfortunately, we don't have the scholarships right now, but we could probably lose one within the next month. Right. And if – and another thought, and I don't, I don't know how all this works. I, I don't – I don't know, but – if he's not going to be eligible this year, anywhere he goes. Yeah, then you is, look at next year. Is there Could he come and be on the roster this year and then be on scholarship next year? Is that a possibility? Or do you think he's looking for somewhere where he can immediately get on scholarship? Um, yeah. I, I, I don't think that – I don't think he would come to a place and not be on scholarship. Okay. That's, that's just me. Right. I mean, I mean – he can find a scholarship somewhere else. Right. So, I don't think he would just wait. Unless he's just a huge Tennessee fan and just wants to be in orange. Well, that that more has to do with would he be, if he's in, if he's ineligible anywhere he goes. So, yeah. if he wasn't able to gain immediate eligibility, you'd be sitting on the bench. You wouldn't be able to travel. Well, I guess like you could get a travel waiver. But, that that's why I asked that question. Um, I think this is going to be a big wait and see process, though. Uh, Which I think that kind of works in Tennessee's favor a little bit because if it's wait and see what the NCAA is going to do about the one-time transfer, then you kind of are playing the waiting game with East Ponds as well. Yeah. So if if East Ponds says, I'm going to the draft, and the NCAA hasn't really decided yet, then that kind of works out for Tennessee, in in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that because right now he's probably – probably holding off on that transfer to, to kind of see how it goes because Tennessee would probably 
I think it would technically be closer. I don't know. Um, I don't know the the distance from uh, where's he from? Gate City. Gate City. I uh, don't really know the. Ex- I know it's about an hour and forty five minutes roughly from Knoxville to Gate City. I don't know if that uh, falls in the. Uh, you know, two hour for or two hundred mile radius. Yeah, or whatever it is. is that what it is? It's a two hundred mile radius. It's, it, it's inside two hundred miles. Yeah, it is inside like two hundred miles. Uh, but I don't know exactly what that go what that entails for getting immediately eligible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really not sure. I just think with with Matt McClung, I think it would be great to to have him just because he is you know a scorer. He's a three point threat. Um, but it, it just seems like the. The timing just does not match up mm-hmm. for for Tennessee. Tennessee and, seems too guard heavy to go out and try to get another guard. Yeah, like if this was next year, or if pro- this was, or if this was last year, this is last year because you went and got a guard halfway through the season. Yeah, then I mean, yeah, that, you're probably it, it would work out perfectly. But right. yeah, just since the timing just doesn't really seem to to add up, I just doubt Matt McClung ends up a, a ball. I, I I am with you there. Uh, I do want to kind of hesitate a little bit more um, and say. The fact that his name, but again, the source that we're hearing it from, we really don't know yeah. how, but they, they were right on him transferring. So I'll give them credit for that. And the fact that his name would be linked there, um, which makes me think either he's reached out to Tennessee or Tennessee's reached out to him. That makes me think they both, Mac know, Mac knows what the Tennessee roster looks like. Obviously the coaches know what the roster looks like. So if there's interest there, that makes me think they would try to work it out um, and and what he he announced it a week ago he was transferring yeah. so or less than that I guess um, yeah maybe he wants to wait it out and and take some visits yeah I don't I don't think especially with kind of the unknowns of whether you'll even be on campus come uh, August I think this is probably going to be a pretty uh, a longer process than normal I would guess yep so but we're gonna let it play out and, and see I, like you said it, it'd be nice to have him on the roster you're not gonna turn down players that can play kind of like JT Daniels. When you look at the QB room and you go, it's full. We don't necessarily need him. If he can play ball and he wants to come to Tennessee and compete, we'll take him. Yeah. Same with Mac McClung, same with JT Daniels, same with any transfer where that if he could play or any recruit that if he could play, if there's room for him and they want to come and compete, we'll take him. Yeah. Tennessee I, will take him. I think Tennessee was kind of like, you know, we can't really run anybody off right at, at the guard position because like your, your best players or your best ball handlers last now last year were freshmen. This guy only has two years of eligibility. The guys coming in this year are freshmen, right? And um, two, one primary ball handler. And yeah, both can both handle the ball. Five stars. So yeah. you're not gonna get rid of any of them. If if it was a big man, I feel like the it would be totally different. Like somebody would be gone. Yeah, probably. You'd probably run somebody off. But if, if it's a guard, it. yeah, it's like, yeah, he's a great player. But is he – I don't know. Would he even start next year? That's. I don't think he would – I'd be very surprised if he started. Yeah. Uh, someone said McClung's sister played at UT. She did play at UT. Uh, I believe she transferred in 2016 and played until, I think, 2018 maybe. Played soccer. She was here for a few years. She played soccer. She played at Florida State before transferring here. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in, in YouTube are saying 10-2. and two, This is back to football. 10-2 and two Vols. I see a non-win. I like I liked where your heads are at, and I hope you're right. <laughs> Yeah. I certainly like where your kids are at. Um, kind of going back to football and looking at the QB situation. The only thing that's changed is Jared Garanton has apparently put on 30 pounds. Heavy. <laughs> and I don't I don't know if it's fat or muscle. I can't tell from a picture or a video if it's fat or muscle. I do know that it is way easier in, what, three months, two months, mm-hmm. to put on 30 pounds of fat 
than it is to put on 30 pounds of muscle. I just have a hard time thinking the staff would just, like, right, not let, like, let him sit on the couch and just gain. How, how much did he weigh last year? Like, 210? Uh, I can see if I can find it on the... I mean, maybe it's just bulk season. He's, he's bulking maybe. up, and then when he gets back, he'll... I'm sure he'll lose... Yeah, he'll drop some of that when you start conditioning and yeah, looking to get for, sure. for the season, but... But uh, from what I've seen, he's been working out, so right. I, I think it... It doesn't... Surely it's muscle. And, it, and whether it's... And it may not even be quite thirty pounds either. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's probably a stretch. He's probably two twenty one. And they're like, Oh damn, you're two thirty. Yeah. And he doesn't look fat. I know that. I'm no. not saying he it's he didn't put on a bunch of weight. <clears throat> I, I don't know. But it doesn't he doesn't look fat. So the official roster right now has him listed at two fifteen. So to put on thirty pounds, there's no way he put on thirty there's no way he put on thirty pounds. I mean, Zero 15? chance. Huh? He was two fifteen? That's what the official roster has. So, you, so this would have been updated in the spring. So maybe since January. He gained 15 pounds. Is that what they said? Yeah, he's 230. Oh, he's 230 now. Yeah. 15 pounds of muscle is easier to gain okay. than 30 pounds. Yeah, 30 I thought pounds. they were saying he put on 30 pounds. <laughs> 245. Yeah, there's Jesus. no chance. Yeah, he's bigger than... <laughs> he's bigger than Jameer Johnson right now. Well, that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. I don't think he put on... You know, I don't know. But in that picture, he certainly does not look fat. <clears throat> yeah. Fifteen pounds. That's. I mean, it's he, funny though that we saw Harrison Bailey before he got onto campus. His goal was to take off some weight, and I think he lost ten or fifteen pounds. He and, changed his whole body from his like junior right. year to senior year. And anyway. now you've got a quarterback in the same room, currently trying to put on weight. Yeah. For you know, I'm sure. I'm sure that because he's not. If he weighs two fifteen, he certainly didn't look it last year. No. He looked probably closer to two hundred. I mean. Maybe it's maybe it's the like the MJ thing, and no, I'm not comparing JG to MJ. I'm not <laughs> doing sure? that. But I'm saying, you know, maybe JG was just tired of taking a beating like MJ was with the the Pistons and started lifting weights. Right. Okay. Trey Wallace said at the end of the season he weighed around. So I was about to say this probably was updated in the spring at 215. Trey Wallace said at the end of the season he weighed about 200. So I was right. He looked like he weighed about 200 pounds, and now he's up to 230. So 30 pounds of muscle since January. Or 30 pounds of weight since January. Whether that's fat or muscle, I don't know. <laughs> 30? Uh... That's a lot of weight to put on. He If he's if it's fat, the man carries it well, so kudos. Is he wearing... Is he 230 in pads? Maybe. Like, yeah, okay. Maybe. They're, they're, they're like, oh, yeah, before you I'm... step on there, go put your helmet on for me. Yeah, 230. That's, that's big. I mean, we're talking like... We might put another two beside JG and make him... Right. Jared Lorenzen. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did tweet that picture back at him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's terrible. But it's funny. It's terrible. Um, yeah, the uh, obviously that video of him and Harrison Bailey training in Atlanta, right? Yeah, and then he's he was at D one, I think, yesterday. Oh, so he's back. He's officially back in town too. That makes me think. Yeah. More. Yeah, guys a, a bunch. Here. A bunch of the players are, are headed back to Knoxville. Well, so let's so. talk about that because you had. The SEC had some meetings mm-hmm. about when to come back. Um, it was reported by Matt Jones that Phil Former is the only person who didn't want to come back June 1st. He wants to come back June 15th uh, for whatever reason. I'm sure he has a reason. I can't imagine. He'd be like, nah, June 15th just sounds sweeter. Yeah. I'm sure there's a reason. I uh, don't know what the reason is, but I'm sure there is. Um, but 
there were players you we talked you actually mentioned it on Wednesday how players were already starting to head back and make their way back to campus. So they're I'm sure they're being told by the coaches that you need to be here by a certain date and some of those guys are probably already leaking back in and then some guys are Yeah, I mean they it. probably have off campus apartments right. so they're just already heading back to get acclimated cuz I mean like I can't imagine I've been off I've been working from home for 2 months. I can't imagine like going like going back to the office is going to be so weird so just right. getting like back and then thrown into everything right right, right away and, and gyms get acclimated. Are, right and gyms are opening back up in Knoxville you mentioned D1 and some guys training at D1 some of these guys in uh, higher infected areas they probably haven't been able to go to gyms I'm sure they've been able to go to fields or work out in yards or whatever um, if you haven't seen the the uh, strength staff sending out workouts that can be done in your backyard mm-hmm. um, I'm sure they're doing that but with gyms opening back up in Knoxville I'd say uh, for a lot of guys this is the best place to be like you said not only to get acclimated but also it gives them a better chance of working out yeah um but it looks like i'm i think june 1st uh or sorry june 15th is probably going to be the official date of start uh i would imagine those guys with off-campus apartments are being encouraged to be back by june 1st yep so uh but the may 22nd friday the sec will vote on that okay so well, no, on fr- Maybe by it's Friday already leaked of what the answer is going to be. So do what now? Maybe it's leaked of what the answers are. Like they probably already know what the answers. They they be. do probably have a general idea. It getting pushed back a week from this Friday <laughs> may, leads me to believe that um, it's June fifteenth. What could be going on is there could be conversations of going. It's definitely going to be June first. Go ahead and tell your guys, and you know your your campus needs to be prepping for it. So that that certainly could be the case uh, because, like you said, I mean it's it's the athletic directors and the presidents voting. So they, it's them making the decision, so they know it. Right. Uh, and, I mean, they're talking to each other. Now, obviously, it's so it's unofficially official. <laughs> Just like everything else. Just like everything else. It's unofficially official. Uh, but, hey, good news. We're moving in the direction of having a football season on time. So I like it. So who do, who do you think the backup quarterback is? Game one. Well, I think we can all agree that JG is probably going to be the starter. And, and, unless... Unless it is thirty pounds of fat, <laughs> and he probably will not. They'll probably just try him out at. He may get guard. the tight end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might. Um, I I'm with you. I think we hear the. I think, think the uh, is it Jarnigan? Is he the PA announcer? I believe he. If there's fans in the stands, I believe you hear starting quarterback Jared Garantano. So, yeah. I just can't imagine that. And then who's your backup? Harrison Bailey. That's that's probably mine. There, there's no doubt in my mind. You see, I can't say no doubt. I would bet that you see a lot of Harrison Bailey in the second half of because games where you blow people out of, Char- or, of Charlotte. Yeah, I think what you, I think either way you see him. Either you're blowing him out and you want to get him some looks, or Garantano struggling and you better figure out a solution before you go to Norman the next week. Yep, I agree with that. I mean, so I think you see a lot of them in the second half. The best player is going to play, and if if two can't get it done, then he'll throw somebody else in there that and give them an opportunity. Yeah, I think I think I think the quarterback situation is much different than last year, where you saw hesitations to go to Maurer and JT Shrout. Not that I agree, but there um, there's differences in them and Harrison Bailey. The only similarity is that they're freshmen. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I just that's 
legitimately. He going. definitely seems more ready, more college ready than those two did mm-hmm. their freshman year. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yep. I would. Uh, I'd be very surprised if you don't go to, if you don't get into uh, fall camp with Harrison Bailey already the second string quarterback. And, and you can play four games. So yep. and still have your redshirt. So if if that's the plan, JG and the plan is that redshirt Harrison Bailey, then you'll you'll probably see him in all those four games. Yeah, I agree. And I if agree. you have to play somebody else, then you'll probably throw Mauer in there as well. Yeah, I. That's another thing too. Is is how do you go about that redshirt if Jared Garantano goes down? And the good news is, like you said, you have four games. Deciding when to burn that redshirt is tough because. Well, the good thing is Mauer still has – he didn't redshirt last year, so he could Right, redshirt. he has a redshirt. Yeah. So he, did yeah, he did could. Trout, technically? He he used his his first year. So he was a sophomore last okay, year. Okay, that's right. That's or right. a yes. redshirt first Yeah, year. I forgot he came in with Pruitt's first class. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Okay, yeah. So there's – and then you also have Jimmy Holiday on the roster. That yeah. is, who's still listed as a quarterback right now. Kasim Hill? And, yeah, who has some college experience. Maybe you had the – Another and guy. maybe JT Daniels sneaks <laughs> his way into the room. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I know. Uh, I know who my starting quarterback uh, in the '98 national championship game is and was. T. Martin. So who, who's better, T. Martin or, or JG? <laughs> they make the same passes. Can you not tell? Yeah, apparently. What about that pass to Peerless Pross in the first quarter? Dude, like perfect, like in stride. All like all Peerless, like Peerless barely had to move into the inside. Dude, I tweeted out some today. Got some people talking. Um, so I said that Peerless Price is the best receiver to come through Tennessee. And yeah, and you could make it a case, make a case for Carl Pickens or, or Joey Ken or people like that. But. I, I think I meant to tweet back. I, I don't think I did. Uh, I had a tweet probably about halfway typed up. But uh, like you said, you can make a case for a lot of guys. I think that just shows Tennessee's wide receiver. You, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of guys that you could say are the best all time at Tennessee. But you could also easily say it's Peerless Price. Yeah, I mean, when when there was a, a play that needed to be made, it was Peerless Price that was making that play. Right. Um, and, and every single big game, he just seemed to shine the brightest in in the brightest of stages. Yeah. No, Peerless definitely, Peerless definitely made it easier on uh, on. He didn't shy away T. from Martin. the spotlight. That's no, he for, that's for sure. He didn't. He he made it easier on T. Martin. He definitely made his quarterback look good. But that's kind of the main job of wide receiver. If yeah. You're gonna be a good wide receiver. You better make your your quarterback look good, and kind of vice versa. You, if you're a good quarterback, you better make your wide receivers look good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they both definitely uh, complemented each other well. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys. I saw even Cordell Patterson get his name tossed into there. I think that's a guy, if he, if he had another year at UT or potentially maybe uh, arrived on campus his freshman year, that's a guy you're probably putting in that list. Unfortunately, you only saw him for a year. Um, but yeah, I, I think you could easily throw your throw his name in the hat. I don't think he wins it if you get into a real debate, just because he was only here for one year. Um, Derek Rogers is a guy who, if he could have stayed out of trouble and stayed on campus, his name is probably getting mentioned in that. Um, Robert Meacham. Robert Meacham is is Dante Stallworth. Is sucks seeing him leave after his junior year, but I mean, yep. Meacham was a baller, and um, yeah, a lot of a lot of great wide receivers, and maybe getting back to that uh, here. Hopefully soon, and I mean, you definitely had some great wide receivers in the last couple of years. We actually—I don't know if we talked about it on the show or if me and you were just talking about how good Marquez North was, and he really only was healthy his freshman year. Um, struggled with injuries the remainder of his career, but that's a guy who, 
He had Justin Worley as his quarterback. I love the Worley bird, but uh, he's not a guy that makes his wide receivers look outstanding. No. Um, <laughs> and, and he still put up some stats and had some of – he had probably the best – probably one of the most incredible touchdown catches I've ever seen in Georgia 2013. Yeah. I mean, that was an insane – in real time, I was like, there's no way that's a touchdown. And somehow, some way. Uh, so, I mean, that's a guy that probably could etch his name in there if he was given a few more chances, but injury got him. Um, trying to think to 13 and newer. I guess that's really. I I feel like Josh Malone was almost underutilized. I feel like he was also kind of buried in a good roster though too. And yeah, I think he I'm almost ended th- up with a thousand yards his senior year. I think he's like seven eight hundred. No, it was like it was like nine. Oh, he he almost touched a thousand. I, I think it was. I think it was close. Okay, but I mean, he's a guy who you know he wasn't the number one receiver on his on that roster, and um, but obviously enough targets to <laughs> to I thought. He was definitely close enough that I was thinking he should have been all SEC. I don't even think he made the third team that year, though. Yeah, I don't so, think he did either. And he should have. There, that that was the year, though, that I'm trying to remember who was in, at Alabama. I think Alabama had two wide receivers that were close to 1,000 yards. Who was Who was that? I can't even I, remember. I can't remember that. I mean, that would have been 2016, but I I can't remember. But Malone was just – Oh, was that at Cooper? Mark Cooper? I, I guess it would have been. Okay. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of good wide receivers on the SEC that year, too, so that – could obviously be a reason why. Uh, but Tennessee, yeah, I mean, I think there's a good chance you see some return. Uh, Josh Palmer, there's even some talk about Josh Palmer potentially being the best wide receiver on the roster last year. I, again, it's kind of like the peerless process. It's hard to kind of deny that. I think there's, I mean, I think you can make a case for Callaway, excuse me, Jennings or Palmer. Um, Palmer definitely made a lot of. As, as a talented and, receiver, now, yeah. now, a when you talk about production. Yeah, you talk about production, it's obviously Juwan Jennings, yeah. but. And I think Josh Palmer is going to be, uh, if he can find a quarterback that compliments him, I think he'll be a guy this year that you uh, that makes a ton of plays. Yeah. Especially if you can have someone like Jalen Hyatt uh, making safeties nervous on the other side of the field. Yep. It'll make it'll make it'll help a lot. Speed kills. Speed kills. Can't coach it. Nineteen ninety eight. You ready to go back? I'm Let's go my, back. Landon asked why I was wearing a sweater. Um, it's because King Smokey. I assume is this? A, see, I thought this was a Fiesta Bowl shirt, but it's not. Fiesta Bowl. So you wore a, uh, a, a sweatshirt in 80 degrees. For yeah, for no reason. <laughs> no, it's not no reason. Smokey's sitting on a throne. Um, we're the Kings. The Kings. We're, yeah, we kings Tennessee ended kings. up Kings. Um, I'm actually going to Phoenix tomorrow. <laughs> or tonight, I guess. Jeez. Yeah, I... Uh, you I, wear your mask? You're, are you I'm wearing gonna, a mask? I have to. Uh, especially when I fly back. You American Airlines doesn't let you fly without a mask. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you have one? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say I got some if you need should I be wearing your mask? I have like multiple. <laughs> I have packs of masks. Your packs or your hoarder? No, my dad works for the government. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh wow, government privilege. <laughs> um, ninety-eight, uh, ninety-eight rewatch though. I hope you guys rewatched it with us. If you didn't, obviously you can go back. It's they're all on YouTube. It's a lot of fun going back and watching Tennessee. It's also fun to go back and watch, pay attention to like the other teams and the guys who are listed on, um, like the guys that are on the other teams. I mean, for example, he didn't play in this game, but Chris Winkie, who was kind of the talk of the, the championship, because he got injured, what, three, two games ago? Yeah. Um, and uh, talking about how they're missing their starting quarterback. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's 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 fun to go back and watch an entire season. I was glad we did that. Yeah. I'm glad it was available to do it. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and I don't want to hear from Florida State fans, oh, if Chris Winkie was, no. wasn't injured. No. No, that Tennessee defense was filthy. Yeah, if you thought that, if you didn't think you'd have a chance to win it, you wouldn't have Got on the bus, right? Right, exactly. So. And, and, you know, uh, FSU's defense, too, was highlighted as the 
um, best defense in the country. And I think Tennessee just went out, you know, and proved some people wrong. Yeah, Peerless Price had four receptions, 199 yards. I mean, that didn't seem like the best defense in no. the country to me. Nope. <laughs> I, it, it didn't help that the best defense in the country was also playing you that night. So it really got highlighted. Yep. Really got highlighted. Uh, someone asked, uh, can you give an opinion on outlook on linebackers? We'll get to that in just a minute. We're going to run through this 98 rewatch. Um, close your eyes. Go back in time. Go back to 1998. Thank God Ohio State. Actually, it would have been fun to beat Ohio State in the national championship, but thank God they didn't play just because I can't stand them. Yep. But we'll, we'll take Florida State. It also would have been fun to play Florida. Someone brought up a good point. Beating Florida twice would have been a – beating any team twice, especially – or beating any good team twice is difficult. Beating that Florida team twice would have been very difficult. So, I guess, in hindsight, you're kind of like, I'm glad we didn't play them. Oh, yeah. Like, no matter how many in a row they beat us in after that, like, we beat y'all twice in one season. Oh, that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. Especially if one of those is the national championship game. Exactly. Um, yeah, obviously, Chris Winkie's out. Marcus Outson. Outson. Awesome. Yeah, that was close. One like, of those. What they right. call him? Uh, Rooster. Rooster. Yeah. <laughs> don't think that was a good nickname. Sorry, <laughs> I don't like that nickname. Uh, they're only Florida State's only loss coming to NC State. Second game of the season. Yeah. They got. I. I that's kind of the talk though. Now is like, you, if you're gonna lose, you better lose early on. They remember Johnny Majors. They remember what you do in November, and Florida State obviously took care of business later in the year. Yeah, they were talking about both these teams, and both of them were kind of like a, that team of destiny. Yeah. You know, Tennessee had a, a lot of – they obviously had the Florida game where they, they missed the kick. They had the Syracuse game, the first game of the season, where Jeff Hall um, dong punches one for the win. Um, but, yeah, so ten, um, that, the Arkansas game, I mean, they, they were definitely a team of destiny. And then you look at – Florida State, who was number four heading into the last week of the season, and two teams in front of them lose. Right. It takes a um, it takes a Butch Jones mentality to to bring des- teams of destiny to a screeching halt. And oh, yeah. I say that because if you guys don't remember in 2016, the App State, the obviously the Dobson L boot, Florida, Florida, those are teams of destiny. And Butch Jones brought it to a screeching halt. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> South Carolina Vandy. Shouldn't have lost it, A&M. And then we get absolutely trounced by Alabama that next week. Oh, oh man. That was bad. Yeah. When we when we caught the Hail Mary at, at Georgia, I was like, this might actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that, that kind of stuff happens to championship teams. Oh, yeah, you're like... Auburn. I don't, like, if... Like my now when I'm wasn't how long was that? Was that four years ago? So if I wasn't just twenty one, I was twenty five. I actually had like a house, a full time job. I would have been like, oh yeah, I'm bu- I'm buying an SEC championship ticket now. Yeah, and at the time it probably would have seemed like the right move. Yeah, and we somehow didn't end up in no. Atlanta, <laughs> but this team did and ended up in the Fiesta Bowl, clad in big. Randy Sanders, first game. Yeah, as Cutcliffe has gone to Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Uh, and Randy Sanders is now the uh, ETSU head football coach. So, Also, uh, Florida State, they had um, obviously Chris Winkie, who is a Tennessee assistant coach. Um, they had uh, Sebastian Janikowski, mm-hmm. who gets his for the Raiders. first extra point blocked. Well, tipped and then hits the yeah. 
And then uh, Mark Rick is their OC. Yep. Oh, good Christian. He was there for Mark like, Rick. At that point, he was there. I think for eleven seasons. How old is Mark Rick? I don't know. Is that that, that was like his fifth season? Oh, is I that, think I swore it said like eleventh or thirteenth, like something. I was like, what? I thought I, I think that's right. That that may be right. I was I'm, I might have been off on that. Um, they also mentioned former won the I can't remember the it name was his of the fifth award. season. Is the fifth? defensive coordinator. It was his fifteenth. Okay, so that's I just got the two Mickey backwards. Yeah. Um, they mentioned former winning the uh, coach of the year award. He was sixty six and eleven in his head coaching career at this point. Yeah, he was the the best pres- the winningest the, coach, the winningest in, coach yeah. in the country. Mm-hmm. I, most I, the active active yes. Coach. Um, but I mean, he had faced off against some notable name coaches that season, and then Bobby Bowden across the sideline that night. Also, Florida State's khaki Nike jackets were the ugliest thing in the world. They were ugly. Like you need to put more pattern if your color is khaki. I'm wearing khaki khakis. Um, the announcers also going Jay from State Farm before that was a thing for real. (laughs) Uh, you mentioned that on Twitter. I saw you tweet that all the analysts had picked Florida State to win. They also said that Florida State had been in bigger games up to that point. That season, they had played four ranked opponents and one in the top ten. Tennessee had played five ranked opponents, three in the top ten. And then I went back, I was like, maybe they mean this program. And then last year, but they played six top ten opponents, and we played five last year. Did did they did the ACC play a... They did not play at a championship game either. Yeah, so... so they hadn't played... Florida State hadn't played in like 46 days or something like that, and Tennessee hadn't played in 30-something. Yeah, yeah. That's dumb. But right. yeah, they played in bigger games, for sure. I, well, yeah, I was like, I don't understand that. <laughs> so kind of how Florida State got there. So Miami beat UCLA, um, and Texas A&M beat Kansas State in double overtime to send... Yeah, we talked. We actually talked about that in the SEC when we watched the SEC oh, yeah. championship game in the on Wednesday. To the so, championship. Yeah, it's it definitely, Bowden. like you said, team of destiny, sort of. Tennessee ruined that. Um, They're favored by five and a half points. Really? Yep. Mm. Nice. Five and a half. There's a lot of good people, uh, stories about people traveling to the the national championship game. A lot of ball fans. I think Mark Nagy talks about it in that Decade of Dysfunction book. I think he talks about how he went to the game. Hmm. I can't remember the... I know they talked about, on the broadcast, they talked about how all the Tennessee fans went to a certain church in town in oh, Phoenix. Right. Or Tempe or wherever this uh, is. Tempe, Phoenix. Yeah, same, same thing. Yeah. Um, and the pastor was like, you know, I'm sorry... I tried to get them to learn Rocky Top. They just couldn't get it. Tried to get the choir to learn Rocky Top. They couldn't get (laughs) it. Did you, uh, um, I don't know what the ratio of Tennessee to Florida State fans were, and I don't remember which either punt or field goal it was, but did you hear that block, that kick chant that was incredibly loud? Like, it sounded like it was a kneeling. I don't think I remember hearing that i think it was like first half maybe okay yeah it, it was pretty early on but it was incredibly loud uh and i'm sure with the way tennessee fans travel at the very minimum it was 50 50 if not mm. favoring tennessee fans and this was the first time since 1991 a quarterback a, a first year starting quarterback was going to win a national championship dang i didn't know that there you go t martin yeah have your day it was billy joe Ho- hobert uh, one as a first-year starter for Washington. I didn't know Washington had a national championship. Co co champion. Oh, they're the co champions. Yeah. yeah, they were. Yep, they're the co champions. Was that? Did they actually talk about that during the game? Uh huh. Because it was. They're doing that broadcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. 
I'm trying to think there. And then I didn't know that T. Martin's name was misspelled in the hospital. So he was like, it's, I heard it's, okay, yeah. His dad's name is Maurice, and it was supposed to be two Maurice, like T. O. Maurice, um, saying like he was a gift to Maurice, and then somebody at the hospital spelled it T. A. That's so, incredible. So he was like, it just it stuck. Yeah. it was literally the name given to me. That's pretty yeah. incredible. That's pretty incredible. Wow. Okay, so I, that was at the very beginning of the broadcast because that. That was then when uh, Allison talks about his nickname Rooster. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, that's a great nickname. Like, dude, how do you misspell? Yeah, that's too. Like, you make sure. Like, you check the list or, you know, check the list. And Don't they, like, bring the birth certificate to you? Or, like, hey, this is right. Right. Do they not do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've never did. been it. I wonder if my name is you know misspelled on my... Yeah, if you're, if you're a dad or... Um, or a mom, and you know, let us know. Also, if not, I'm going to try to go misspell names on birth certificates. <laughs> Is that somebody's job? Does somebody Asian get May. 40 hours a week just like just checking printing birth names? names. Yeah. <laughs> printing names I mean, on a birth yeah, certificate? Yeah, it's an essential job, I'm sure. <laughs> um, the uh, Tennessee running game. Did you find that box score to see what Travis Henry finished with? Um... No, how is there not an official box score for the? I have no clue. That's so, insanity. Um, what about those national championship rings, though? You so Travis that, Henry just, only had twenty-eight rushing yards. Right? So I guess it was Stevenson that sure. had a couple big runs. So Tennessee only had a hundred and fourteen in the okay. game, um, and that was by Henry Stevens, T. Martin, and Sean Bryson. Sean Bryson Bryson had the first touchdown pass, and did you hear his? It's, uh, it's not an actual like game unless a, a fullback gets a touchdown right right <laughs> did you uh did you hear that deep voice after his touchdown the hell yeah, yeah. i was like oh my god i think it was <laughs> i think it was fearless prize was it yeah. that's a deep voice <laughs> i was like good god that was uh that touchdown pass let's be clear about this I'm like dang it that was your one opportunity yeah. to just say like something just <laughs> outlandish and that's all we got um let's let's so that, since that debate popped up there, I've seen the quarterback in question miss on way too many bubble screens to think for a second he could have hit that fullback in the flat. Dude, it looked like us. And T. Martin had to roll out on the Sean Bryson touchdown. Oh, I'm talking about Florida State when they opened up the game and tried to run two bubble screens. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, good lord. Well, then in like the, us. I think it's the like third play of the second, or is it the second drive? When they uh, they run that little like re- reverse top deal, mm-hmm. that little jet the sweep reverse, reverse, yeah, and almost fumbles it in the end zone. He picks it back up somehow and gets out of the end zone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. It was just, there were a lot of sloppy plays by Florida State, especially they had that roughing the kicker penalty uh, early on. They had two roughing the kicker penalties actually after a Jeff Hall Jeff Hall misses first field goal, his second field goal he hit, and they uh, they rough Jeff Hall and um, that's how Tennessee actually scores their first touchdown. Yeah, Mark Rigg did not trust his uh, rooster at quarterback. <laughs> you wouldn't trust a guy named Rooster. So, I, I don't know. I mean, the, like, they were talking about how they just haven't ran that, like, jet sweep, the fake reverses and stuff like that. But that's – he just didn't trust them throwing it down the field. Which is – he had, like, what, three interceptions? So, I guess – Yeah, and then early on correct. in the game, Dion – I mean, 
very uncharacteristic of Deion Grant to make just a poor judgment, a poor play on the ball that bailed bailed him out of a interception on a play action pass. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. And I think it was Dwayne Gooder. It should have was that who was behind him there, who ended up behind him. Probably should have had it or too. Steve Johnson. Yeah, it would have been one of them. Yeah. Also, that pick six was beautiful, gorgeous, Bre- be- great break on the ball. Peter wore it. Didn't want it. He uh, so Goodrich was the defensive MB- MVP, and okay. Peerless Price was the offensive MVP. Who went out? Did Goodrich end up going out with a broken bone? So yeah, he got hurt. Um, okay. a- after that pick six, it was right. I think it was a play in was, the end zone. It was a play in the end zone, and uh, he got landed on by uh, Warwick. Yep. And uh, I, did they ever say what it was, or did they just speculate on the broken bone? I don't know. I don't know if they. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't think I saw how that what that ended up at. Um, regardless, Vols win. Vols, Vols win big. Win. The national championship is clad in big orange. That's we talked about our favorite calls the other day, dude. So, like going back, I, I didn't really remember if the how many like flags were called because I I've heard a lot of Florida State fans talk about this game and how like they got cheated on on the some of the calls and stuff. Dude, they were just, like, Florida State was just dumb. Also, there weren't, until, I think at the end of the first half, there were only, like, four flags thrown. And two of them were roughing the kicker. Yeah, like, that's the one thing you don't do is touch the kicker. And you did it twice. I'll give you the punt. The punt was close. But the field goal wasn't close at all. No. And you hit him with your helmet. Yeah. How did, like, if, at least hit him either with your entire body or with your hands. Yeah. Yeah, no, they definitely did not get robbed in that game. No. And the first one, we went down and missed a field goal. Mm-hmm. And then the next, which the one where he missed, where it was the field goal, we went and scored. And it was a Sean Bryson touchdown. Jeff, that was Jeff Hall's first miss in eight kicks, I think. Eight, eight attempts, yep. So, again, uncharacteristic. Uh, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit of nerves going on. Yep. Maybe. There was a, uh, also the overuse of, I don't know if it was Keith Jackson or the other guy, who kept saying the chalk. The very first punt return that um florida state has he say he says that he 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 stepped on the chalk and then there's like seven more plays where he says that stepped on the chalk i'm like can we find another word for the sideline please (laughs) pretty please i I marked this down at 838 in the fourth quarter they had a graphic this was talking about the pressure on rooster i'm just gonna keep calling him rooster because i kind of like the nickname actually um but he was like Oh, I like. Let's be clear. I love the nickname Rooster, but if you're an opposing quarterback nickname Rooster, you're gonna get made fun of. Yeah. Period. He had like, I th- only thing he had one interception at that point. He had been sacked four times and knocked down eighteen times. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he got pressured a lot. Also, he got a big hit. Uh, I believe it was a play action. He rolls out to the right, looking downfield, and he scrambles, gets probably like two yards as he's stepping out of bounds. I think it might have been Westmoreland that hit him. Right on the sideline that he's getting tossed in nowadays. Oh, yeah. But Rooster gets obliterated. Yep. Yeah, he definitely uh, – he did not have an easy day. Also, all. did Florida State really think they got that onside kick? Like, yeah. did they – like they're like, it, it didn't hit him. And they were, like, looking up at the replay and reacting like it was not even close. That it, Dude, it hit you in the side. <laughs> the ball changed direction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. And Janikowski didn't even, like, attempt to, like, dodge it at all. No. 
But when I'm thinking about this, I'm like, dang, dude, this looks like us in the Gator Bowl <laughs> this past year. Just like scores a, a random touchdown to, to make it a one-score game. And, and then we somehow go somehow start tearing back. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You got anything else for the national championship, man? Uh, that's all I got. It's good to get a win. It's good to get a win. So that's our season. Perfection. That's our season right there. So we'll uh, perfection. I think we're going to continue this since there's not any sports really on right now. I mean, I guess there's some sports starting to come back, uh, but I guess throughout the summer we'll start doing some uh, rewatches of our favorite games. Um, so maybe uh, tweet at us, tell us a game you'd want to do a rewatch and recap of on our show, or uh, just make sure you follow along and we'll we'll keep doing it. It's been fun. We. Won't do a full season uh, because there's probably not another full season on. Yeah. There's also not another national championship season that we have right now. Uh, maybe in a few years we'll be doing the rewatch of the 2020 season. I don't know. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Say it right here. It's said right here. 2020 <laughs> national championships. We'll just claim uh, it. Yeah. I mean, if there's That's not a season, I'm going to tell you right now, we're claiming it. Yeah. For 100%. sure. Uh, so I'm going to get back to that question now since uh, it was asked during the, while we're talking about the 98 rewatch. Uh, can you give an opinion on the outlook? On the uh, linebackers, um, do you have a you have a starting linebacker group? Yeah, I, th- I think it's if we're talking about the the outside linebackers as well. I think you go Kevon Bennett. I think he's going to be you know Tennessee's main uh, pass rusher, mm-hmm. um, and I'll go Henry Tootoo, Kavaris Crouch. I think will be um, at inside linebacker, and then I think that other outside linebacking position is kind of open. I think DeAndre Johnson probably has it right now. Gonna Um, say like if it happened tomorrow, it's. But I I think Tyler Barron and Morvin Joseph, if they've if they've you know tackled this offseason, like I hope they did. Right. I think they have a shot. I don't think DeAndre Johnson has solidified himself by any means to be a for sure starter. Yeah, I think the what helps DeAndre Johnson when you're talking about starting is that they're what in spring practice. Yeah, he's got experience. Right. Which. Morvin Joseph wouldn't have been on campus. Would Tyler Barron have been on campus this spring? He was not an early. Not early. an early. Okay. So, regardless. But he's been on campus. <laughs> right, because his father is. Patrick Abernathy. What's he, what's his position though at UT? I can't remember. Uh, Player development? I don't, I don't. It's mean, an off-field role. Yeah, it's something like that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, obviously he's been working. He's been, he's been around the coaching staff plenty. So. Yep. Um, he definitely he, he definitely get a good look. There's also some freshmen you'll see come in. Uh, you have the Whitehaven trio. You have um, uh, Lenneth White. No, safety. Who's a no, Lenneth Whitehead. Lenneth Whitehead's right. okay. So he's going to start at running but back yeah. and then could potentially move over. But yeah, I like that Whitehaven trio. Um, I think McDonald would end up being in the secondary somewhere, but um, French and Eason, I feel like those guys could, you know, be key um, – Reserves right. at, at inside linebacker. Then you have J.J. Peterson. What's he do? Uh, is this, is is this he on campus? I mean, I, I just don't know. With him being at home and then the way he came in, I just have a hard time seeing him just being in tip-top shape when he gets back. Right. He could prove me wrong. I hope he does. But yeah, I mean, that, I mean if you if you nice. couldn't do it from the start, I just don't see you doing it now. Right, he's de- he's definitely had some high expectations. Yeah. So, yep. I don't know. We'll see. I would like for JJ Peterson to be in that rotation. 
Yeah, I wish he was we... kind of. You know, he ended up in that rotation kind of by default last year. Uh, it'd be nice if he just steps up and makes it happen. Yeah, I mean, and say say he does say he does come comes in and um, he, he's a guy that can play inside linebacker. Then I think you have Crouch at outside linebacker and, and play him over yeah. DeAndre Johnson. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think he fits the mold does. more inside linebacker, but if he's one of your best 11 on the field, then you play him wherever he you can put him. Right, and I think uh, another name to look out for is Jeremy Banks. Jeremy Banks. A lot of people have been some uh, Jeremy Banks deniers. I hope he proves y'all wrong. <laughs> I hope he does too. I mean, I, I don't I, – Just I don't, his, his freshman year, like, like he was, he was the Brian Maurer last year. Or two years, two years ago. ago, yeah. Like everybody was like, and dude, he's ran hard and he he, lo- he, hard. he loves to be at Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see him back. I, I don't know what that second chance looks like, uh, but it'd be. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I guess. Yeah, Jawan came back. Jawan came back, and a lot of people are like, "Yeah, he got arrested. It's a little bit different. It is definitely different." Uh, but it seems he's. I don't know if he's posted pictures, but people have posted pictures that. It's. I don't know. It has. I don't know if it has to do with attempting to get back onto the team or getting back into school. I've apparently he's been in school though, so he didn't get kicked out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like he's been trying to. Um, what's the right word? Uh, I guess. Trying to pay back what he. Yeah, trying to make amends. Yeah, make amends. So, I don't think it's out of the uh, realm of possibility. I don't know if that's to satisfy Pruitt or Fulmer or, just for self gain. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean with. We could have used him last season, and, you know, he's probably – him or Crouch are probably the the starter at inside linebacker going into this spring if he remained on campus. Now, right. I don't know what kind of shape he's in or anything like that, so, you know, being a whole year without football is definitely difficult to just come back and, and get right in the middle of things, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh – you ready to get into some segments? Yeah, let's do it. Most important of the week. Most important. I'll, uh, this was actually mine a few weeks ago, too, but he was featured on ESPN. Jordan Bone got his degree. Uh, he actually did an announcement on uh, Twitter. I think he did a video um, giving – it was kind of a gift to his mother for Mother's Day. Uh, so that happened a few weeks ago. Then ESPN this week did a some kind of special. Uh, I don't know exactly what it was. I think highlighting just athletes that uh, – doing things for Mother's Day, and Jordan Bone was featured on that. Uh, so he's gone national with that. That's really cool. Uh, not only that he came back and got his degree, but obviously did something, too, that his mother appreciated. Yeah, it's good. Always get that degree. You never know when you're going to have to go back to it. So, uh, Mookie Betts is my next one. Aww. So <laughs> went to the gro- – I can like Mookie Betts now. Um, oh, I've always liked him. Yeah, I always have I to. guess you but can't, I, but technically. I, I couldn't – Love him. Oh, yeah, that's right. He got traded, didn't he? Yeah, he's with the Dodgers. So I, I, can, I can like him now. Yeah. Um, so Mookie Betts surprised the grocery shoppers at Kroger in um, Bordeaux. I think Bordeaux. I believe Bordeaux, that's Tennessee, by, blind, by buying their groceries. He also bought pizza for the staff to thank them for all their hard work. I think that's awesome. Yeah, he seems like a legit dude that loves his hometown. Yeah. And he almost he would have been at Tennessee had he not been drafted early by the Red Sox. Yeah, if he wasn't so good at baseball, right. he would have been at Tennessee. Was he... Just playing baseball, or was he? Was there thoughts that he might try and play football? Because wasn't he a really good football player? Basketball player. Basketball player. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I don't know how like good he was. I know he was good like 
for his team. I right. don't know how like good he was nationally or anything like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Gotcha. You got any more? I think all I had was Mookie and Jordan Bone, I believe. Yeah. That's all I uh that's all I've got. I got a ton of fails. Man. I've got two fails, I believe. My first one is the LA Rams with the <laughs> ugliest uniforms in probably the history of sports. Dude, how? I got The helmets aren't terrible. No, they're not. I don't hate the helmets. No, I, those not. aren't my favorite Ram colors, but I don't hate the helmets. The jerseys though, what's up with the numbers? The numbers. What's up with the patch? What's up with that cream jersey? Yeah, I it, no it looks awful. It looks it's one of the worst NFL jerseys ever. I mean, like, how do you how does it go? Like, I'm sure like hundreds of people looked at that jersey and was just like, Yep, check, good. check, good, good, Mind love it, boggling. love it. How does no one speak up and be like, guys, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life? I don't know. It oh my god. Um, so my fail is not really of the week, but it's got to go with the uh, the Seahawks. Oh yeah, Seattle Seahawks offering Russell Wilson to the Browns in 2018 in exchange for the number one overall pick. Really? But Cleveland declined. So yeah, I guess it's that's a on fail. Cleveland. Yeah, it's a fail on Cleveland. So what was that? Give me the what round pick again. The number one overall pick. Number one Russell. overall pick. So who were, is is Baker? Is Baker Baker? Baker. So so Seattle Russell wanted, <laughs> did Seattle want Baker though, or did they want? Someone I don't else? know. But surely I, they wanted but, someone else. But who 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 else? Right, I don't know. But Sam, surely you don't Sam trade Darnold. You don't trade uh, Josh Rosen or or Baker. That was that was a three, right? Those are the quarter. I don't take any of those quarterbacks first round. No, surely they. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying to get. Maybe they go Mahomes. Maybe or or Watson. Okay, what I I wouldn't take number one overall, but I would trade at that time. I could understand going Wilson for my, or uh, Watson or Mahomes. Yeah, Maybe not Mahomes. Well, yeah like Mahomes. looking at it now, but then like it I was would, it was those three were the top three quarterbacks, right? And but it, the rest of them went. Later Watson on. should have been above all three of those. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. None of those guys deserve to be number one overall pick. No. Yeah, I don't know what the State Hawks were thinking. I don't know what the Browns were thinking. You don't you don't take Russell Wilson if someone offered for the first round pick for that year. I don't understand what what did the Seahawks do? They just trading away their their best players? Are they the freaking Texas the Texans? <laughs> Jesus, Christ. well that's I mean that sounds like a Browns move. That sounds like it's reversed. Yeah, like that sounds like what the Browns were going to do. Wait, so what year? What draft was it? Was that 20... 2018. 2018? Okay. So I think Mahomes went ten and Watson went fourteen. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think pull that up. That's clo- It's got to be close. Yeah. Um, Holmes went, Rosen went 10. Oh, Allen. I forgot about Josh Allen. Uh, yeah. But oh, Rosen He shouldn't 10. be a top 10 pick either. So when did Mahomes go? Mahomes went after, or is this, is that a different, oh, this is the Lamar Jackson. So yeah. this is the wrong draft. Okay. So this was, they went the year before with Trubisky. This is, I mean, I'm telling yeah, there's not, there's not anyone I'm trading I mean, maybe, but why the Seahawks didn't want Saquon? Not, I guess maybe it won. But why would you trade Russell Wilson? I guess because that's your only guy that's worth a first round pick. I know, but do you, you go your franchise quarterback for I, a running yeah, back? No, yeah, I, that it's mean. definitely a fail on both teams. The Browns should have been like, "Holy shit, we just lucked into a proven quarterback." Yes. Yeah, a and guy then the Seahawks should like have never done that. 
Oh my god, dude! What a freaking moron! Yeah, never should that should have never happened. Oh, that's fantastic! I don't think I have any more fails. Let me see. So yeah, the Seahawks could be like where the Browns are at right now. I wouldn't go that far. The Browns are a bad. But yeah, this I mean the Seahawks don't really have anybody left that they had when they no. were good. No. Marshawn Lynch is gone. Earl Thomas. Cam Chancellor. Yeah. Earl Thomas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's um, talk about Earl and Seth going and banging shit. <laughs> this is a segment called Earl yeah, and maybe, Seth. Yeah, maybe the Seahawks draft Seth <laughs> with the number one overall pick. I don't know. If, it doesn't sound like Seth had an NFL future. <laughs> That's awesome. He definitely doesn't now. No. Um, do you have any more? No, I don't have any more fails. So my next one is DeAndre Baker. Um, the cornerback, he was the former Georgia cornerback, um, was with the Giants last year, his rookie season. <sighs> Armed robbery, really? With him and who was the other guy he was with? It was, uh, it was a Florida guy, wasn't it? Yeah, he went to Florida. Because somebody said, like, the, the biggest cocktail party. <laughs> I think it was I think it was Trey Wallace. They robbed someone in a cookout parking lot, right? Is that what yes. it was? Yes. Oh my god. I gotta see who the other guy was. But yeah, so DeAndre Baker, th- this is what the fail is. So he gets arrested for this. He signed a four year ten million dollar with nine million guaranteed and robbed somebody over seventy grand. Like th- that was the amount of money involved was seventy grand. Right. In a what the heck? I have a lot of questions about like, why, so why is this man got questions. like seventy grand in? <laughs> I have. It was so Quentin Dunbar. Questions. That's who it was. Gotcha. I have a lot of questions that are not gonna be answered. But dude, what are y'all doing? This is what we call the Aaron Hernandez class. Jesus. Right. Um, my next one is Fox College Hoops. Tweet out the SEC throwback logos. And Tennessee's is basically the Walmart one with the Yeah, what? How does that happen? We talked about this. How does that happen? I have no clue. Also, is that Florida logo a throwback? I feel like I see Florida using that right now. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I see Ole Miss with that one, too. That's fair. Well, no, no, no. They can't use that anymore. Oh, they can't? Now they're... Do they still use the land? The shark? Do they actually use the show? Or is it just the old Miss? Ah, dude. I feel like that was like a thing for at least a little while. Yeah, I think they just used the Because they can't words. be the Rebels anymore, right? Yeah, no I think ones. they just used the words. Because I've seen that Shark logo, but I don't think I've actually seen it like I know it was real. Like, I, well, they like voted on it or something. Okay. And. I know that's their mascot, right? Is the Land Shark? I think so. Okay, so this was back in... This is Ole Miss Reveal's three new logos. This is back two years ago. So that land shark, the shark fin with the Mississippi, and then the fins up for the Rebel. That's terrible, dude. That's bad. So did they only do that? So I know their defense, when they were really good that one year, they used to do that. But did did they start doing it because of uh, Marshall... uh, What's his name? The basketball player. The white dude. What was his name? Oh, uh... Marshall. I don't... Something Marshall. Yeah. 
I can see his freaking ugly, ugly face. Henderson, Marshall Henderson. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think so. Um, but is it, it is it going to be like frowned upon that you do fins down? Yeah, you can't do that. Okay. Can't do fins down. Okay. That's so <laughs> like, why even do like horns up or, or whatever? That's like, my thing. You shouldn't be if you can't do horns down or fins down or whatever. You shouldn't be allowed to do horns up. Like one one can't be considered taunting and the other not be. Yeah. Nah, whatever. I don't understand. Whatever. Um, I think I have one more. Oh, Dabo Sweeney dude. is on TikTok. Delete. Delete. Dude, why would you post hey, that? Hey, got kids, this is for you kids out there. Everything you post on the internet stays there. So don't post stupid shit. Yep. At Dabo. <laughs> Does he realize that his thing doesn't even rhyme? Like, that's might be the worst part about it. Like, that's the cringiest part. What does he say? Like, Hickory uh, Dickory Dock, the mouse went up the clock, something stupid, and then he's on TikTok? Yeah, maybe. But I feel like he says it weirder. It doesn't sound like it rhymes. I don't know. It's dumb. Even if it does rhyme, I don't... Jesus Christ. Why would you post that? I just know... What, what commits get him... Or what recruits, like, dude, I want to play for that guy because yeah. he's on freaking TikTok. No. It, that was the reason people like Butch Jones happen to. Like, yeah, he just had success. He had like he's just better at football than Butch Jones. So, but he's the reason that people do all these cheesy bullcrap. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, I used to like Dabo, but he's getting unbearable. Yeah, he's getting worse and worse. Success has definitely got to his head. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's getting it's getting unbearable. That's all I got. You got anything else? That's all I got. Yeah, I want to thank you all for listening. I do want to ask you, please go to Twitter uh, and follow us at more underscore issues. Go to Facebook. It's uh, more important issues. YouTube, go to Volunteer Roadshow. You can find all of our content as well as all of Volunteer Roadshow's content. VolunteerRoadshow.com. And then you can also find us on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you listen to a podcast, we are there. Make sure you look for uh, content, new content uh, every single day, especially when we get a commit. Yeah, guys, go ahead and hit that share button, like button, retweet it, um, get this thing out there. Also want to give away a $25 gift certificate to Hound Dogs. And the winner is Andrew Frizzle. Andrew. Andrew. Nice. Congratulations, Andrew Frizzle. Yeah. Um, I, I see him sharing our stuff on, on Facebook. So I want to nice. give him a shout out for there, that. There so, you go. Uh, got that $25 gift certificate. You can cash that in. Um just email Bobby C at volunteerroadshow.com or Billy Ratliff at volunteerroadshow.com within a week um, to claim that claim that prize. Appreciate you listening and uh, and checking us out. That's all I got. Yeah, thank you guys. Guys, don't rob anybody at cookout. Just stay <laughs> away from cookout after dark. Exactly. It's good food, I get it, but just bad things happen there. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.